Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Thanks for joining me for a time of prayer and delving into the scriptures. Let's put ourselves in the presence of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we ask you, bring us into your presence. Bless our day. Bless our discipleship. We belong to you. We want to belong to you even more. We were made in your image. We want to be more and more conformed to your image. We know the truth. We want to drink more deeply of more truth. We know the way. It is your Son, Jesus Christ. We want to be more faithful to him. Bless us today and enable us to understand your word, especially your challenge today of forgiveness. Teach us what it is, Lord. Teach us how to live it. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, the Lord Jesus has forgiven us. The Lord Jesus commands us to forgive. The Lord Jesus gives us the power to forgive. And we're going to think about that today and apply it to the cause of life. We want to read from the 18th chapter of Matthew's Gospel. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but 77 times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property, in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now, when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly father do to you, unless each of you forgives his brother from his heart. When Jesus finished these words, he left Galilee and went to the district of Judea across the Jordan. Forgiveness it doesn't mean warm, fuzzy feelings toward the person who hurt you. It doesn't mean justifying what the person did against you. It doesn't mean that what's wrong was right or that the injury wasn't so bad. 
doesn't even mean that you shouldn't get restitution. You had your things stolen from you, you should get them back. You had your good name smeared, you should have your reputation restored. Forgiveness doesn't mean we become best friends with the person. It doesn't mean anything other than this, that we realize we have been forgiven by Almighty God and that he wants only what is good for us and therefore we want only what is good for our neighbor. What is good for them? It doesn't mean we're providing friendship or anything like that. It means, Lord, I have goodwill towards this person and I don't hold what he or she did against me against them. I don't want vengeance. I don't want to repay evil with evil. I don't want harm to come to that person. In fact, I want that person to be freed from the evil that they've done. And I maintain my goodwill towards them. It's like Jesus said, the father makes the rain fall on the good and the, and the bad. The sun shines on the just and the unjust. So that's what our heart must be like, like the heart of God, open in mercy and love to everybody. Now, this call to forgiveness is not based just on a philosophy. This call to forgiveness is based on the historical reality that Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. We did nothing to deserve it. We couldn't earn it. Christ died for us while we were sinners. The historical fact of the shedding of the blood of Christ for our sins, one drop of that blood being able to forgive a billion universes of all their sin. That's the basis for then us accepting the command to forgive one another. And that's where this parable comes in because the master is God and the forgiveness of the big debt is the forgiveness of our debt towards God, our debt of sin. Some commentators have said it's a debt of $9 million. The smaller debt is the debt we owe to each other because the gravity of a sin depends on the greatness of the person against whom you sin. A sin directly against God is one thing. Harming our fellow human beings is another. A much smaller amount we owe to each other than we owe to God. And some commentators have said it's a debt of $15. Can you imagine being forgiven a $9 million debt and then not being, a, being willing to forgive a debt of $15? And yet that's the story that the Lord portrays in this parable. And he says, be careful because the forgiveness God has given you is not only a gift that you receive with joy, it puts an obligation on you to be equally generous to one another. Puts an obligation. In the Our Father, the Lord said that we should pray each day that God would forgive us the way we forgive others. Think about it. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We say the prayer together every day when we come together for these sessions. It's a dangerous prayer to say if we're not willing to forgive. Because we're saying, Lord, take me as your model. Watch me for a, 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 an example. 
And watch me closely because, Lord, if I forgive others wholeheartedly and generously and immediately, well, then, Lord, I want you to forgive me wholeheartedly, generously and immediately. But watch, Lord, watch carefully, because if I hold back any forgiveness from any other human being, if I want to return evil for evil, if I want to punish them for what they've done to me, well, then, Lord, you punish me for what I've done to you. You hold back your forgiveness from me. That's what we're telling him. Use me as the standard. It's a dangerous prayer to say. If that standard isn't totally forgiving of our neighbor. You know, Martin Luther King Jr., his niece Alvita works with us at Priest for Life. He said, you know, I've come to see that love is better than hatred because hatred's too too much of a burden to bear. And think of it in that way. Unforgiveness is too much of a burden to bear. Because unless we forgive one another, we can't be right with the Lord. Why should you let your enemy harm you even more than he or she has harmed you already by letting them interfere with the most really important relationship in your life? Not with that person, but with Almighty God. Don't let them interfere with that. Don't let them drag you down. Don't let them pull you away from your intimacy with the Lord. Don't let them have that power. Forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. Say the Our Father carefully with the courage, with the commitment of forgiving. And another point here too is that as the Lord forgives, you know, remember the parable of the prodigal son. He welcomes back the sinner. He expects us to do so as well. Sometimes we're not so good at that. You know, within the pro-life effort, we know that abortion is the greatest evil that one person can inflict on another the killing of the most innocent, the most defenseless, a sin transformed into a right celebrated as a liberty and committed within the sanctuary of life, which is the family. But brothers and sisters, the Lord brings back to his grace and friendship even those who've had abortions once they repent. Do we, do we, there have been some in the pro-life movement, not so much today as uh, maybe at certain times past, who have been slow to receive back the sinner, slow to welcome among the community those that have aborted their children, welcoming them to the community of those who try to stop abortion. And we have made a big dent in this through our Silent No More campaign giving visibility within the pro-life movement to those who hold those signs that say, I regret my abortion. I regret lost fatherhood, as the dads say. And we've helped the movement embrace these people without in any way justifying their abortion. And some people get the things confused. They think, oh, if I welcome back this person, I'm somehow justifying the sin. We see that also in the work that we do with ex-abortionists. I helped Dr. Bernard Nathanson, for example, and I helped Abby Johnson to uh, make her journey of healing. And, and some people are like, oh, well, we don't want to have anything to do with those people. We don't want to have anything to do with what they did, but they themselves are not the enemy. They were captive to the enemy. They're our brothers and sisters, and we don't want to punish them. We don't want to exclude them. We want to set them free. And so many of them have been set free, and then it's up to us to welcome them with the same welcome with which God welcomes them. And so it is with other sins too. If we can welcome someone back who chopped the heads off of babies, 
We should be able to welcome back any repentant sinner, no matter what that sin was. And yet, in a lot of ways, the Christian community is not there yet. We still have this willingness to be rash in our judgments and quick in our exclusion and slow in showing that merciful welcome. So let's pray that we will have more of the heart of Christ, which does not in any way tolerate sin, but which rejoices in the repentance of the sinner. Now let's ask that he rejoice in our repentance. Let's turn to him. Father, we do repent. We repent of all our sins. Once again, even the ones that you have forgiven long ago, Lord God, we remember our sins not to be a source of distraction or discouragement, but rather a source of confident reliance on your mercy. So we renew our sorrow for our past sins, and we thank you for the forgiveness that you've given us and the transformation that you have accomplished in us, making us a new creation in Christ. Enable us Give us now the heart of warm welcome to every sinner who has repented of any sin, including abortion. And Lord, we lift up to you all our intentions, all the intentions of our viewers right now, all the intentions of our friends and families and fellow worshipers and fellow pro-life activists. And we turn to you now and we say that dangerous prayer, but we say it boldly, Lord, because we are ready and willing to forgive. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Well, thanks, friends, for joining me. Remember, Fr. Frank Pavone on social media. Please connect with me there. And please consider giving a gift to our ministry. We rely only on your help and we need it. Uh, you can call us at 321-500-1000 to talk about ways to give. 321-500-1000, we're eager to hear from you. Or you can go online to ProLifeGift.org. Consider doing that today. We need your help and we will continue this mission. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.